Welcome to Discover Barnstable, the official podcast of the town of Barnstable, a podcast where you can meet the people who steward the programs and services for the town of Barnstable that connects us to our quality of life. We invite you to join the conversation as we navigate municipal government and our community pathways to help you discover Barnstable. I'm Lynn Poyant, and today I am joined with my fellow co-host and tour guide, Liz Hartsgrove. Hello, Liz. Hello. As we dive into this week's topic of conversation, Assessing 101 with Town Assessor Lane Partridge. Lane is an award-winning professional who was appointed Director of Assessing for the Town of Barnstable in October of 2021. His previous experience includes tenure with the towns of Hingham and Concord, and on a state level with large-scale appraisal projects such as the Ted Williams Tunnel and the Central Artery. Welcome, Lane. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming and Thanks joining us. Thanks for joining us. Um, well, that's a, a wide range of experience that you have from going from such big, very, very big projects and then going into, you know, communities that are sizable or smaller than the town of Barnstable, Hingham and Concord. But those are off Cape. So True. welcome to the Cape and welcome to the team of Barnstable because you're the newest department or division head, I think, recently oh. that has joined our team. So welcome. Thank you. Didn't know that. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So with all of your experience and all of your background and passion for assessing, can you explain the difference? Um, because I have no idea. Let's just say that I have no idea what assessing is. Okay, can you explain the difference between an assessment and an appraisal? Because I just got my house refinanced or I'm going through the process and I need to get an appraisal done, but then it doesn't somehow match up with the assessed value. Right. So can you tell me the difference between the two? Yeah, so the main difference is time. So uh, you're having an appraisal done right now as of a given date, probably whenever the inspector came to look at it, the appraiser. And he will do an appraisal specifically of your property and only your property. So he'll look for other comparable sales, houses that are similar to yours that have sold and compare it to yours and, and establish a value. Um, we do everything uh, on a mass appraisal, which is look at the entire town. So we have to do 28,000 plus uh, appraisals or valuations every single year. We would have to have a huge staff to be yeah. able to do an individual appraisal on every single one. So we um, use a um, camera system, computer assisted mass appraisal, which is looking at valuing all that property all at once every single year. So the way it works, there's a model that um, is in the background, a mathematical model that calculates values. And what we do is we had, every year we adjust that model so that it matches the houses that have sold. So we have about, I don't oh. know, 1,200 to 1,500 houses that sell every year in town that are legitimate sales, you know, not selling to your, your sister or your right. you know, family member or whatever. Um, so we take those sales and we adjust the model so that the assessments are coming out as close to that value as possible. Can't be perfect because we're, we're doing 29,000 all at once. <laughs> and so once we get the model adjusted as close as we can to those sales, then we apply it to every other um, property in town that didn't sell. Hmm. And that's how we come up with the values. And there's statistical testing that we do to make sure that we're in the right ballpark and things like that. The time element is that we're doing everything approximately two years behind. 
So let's take this year right now. We're in 22, fiscal 22, the town's fiscal year, which started on uh, July 1st, 21. Right. So the way the state law reads is we have to value your property on the previous January 1st from the start of the fiscal year. Right? I mean, this, okay, all yeah. this stuff twists, yeah. twists around. So I'm going to give you exact dates. So our fiscal year started um, July 1st of 21. Right. We have to put a value as of January 1st, 21. Okay. Using the information sales data that occurred in calendar year 20. Okay. Oof. So we're really more, so this, this is fiscal 22, but we're really, the value that's out there, our, our assessed value is really what you could have sold your house for in 20. Got it. Okay. Okay. So you're having an appraisal done today or whenever it was last week or whenever. Yeah. So it's current. Ours is two years behind. So that's why they never match up. Oh. Now, generally, ours should be lower than what you get today. Right. It's not always because there are, you know, we do have downtrends in, in valuation. So that it, it could be, a, we could be, the market could actually be dropping and we have not caught up to that yet. So it's, it's really timing is the biggest thing. Interesting. And on a broader scale, too, because uh, as you're saying, if correct me if I'm wrong, my appraisal will just be done within a small little like parameter mm -hmm. scope but you're looking at the whole town in itself and coming up with the valuations of that right, right. yeah okay. it's, it's a much bigger scale yeah. and it's not as accurate i will be the first one to tell you that um it can't be i okay. mean we can't we're not individually looking at a specific house we're looking at calibrating a computer model so there's going to be irregularities to it and it all comes down to most of the time it comes down to the data so if we have not looked at your house for a number of years you maybe did nothing to it it maybe needs a paint job mm. it maybe has outdated bathrooms whatever and we may have it as uh, good condition and maybe average condition or fair condition and so we're, we haven't caught up with what's really going on and we only look at everything every 10 years so oh, that's okay. state law that we have to look at every house at least once every 10 years. Physically? Yeah. Wow. We, we have to go out. And that's when the pictures change on the... Um... <laughs> right. Yeah, sometimes you'll see some old pictures. That's right, because we haven't been there for 10 it's years. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, my house used to be that color. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I had to remove um, plants that had grown above my roof line. Uh -huh. um, so it's, it's different um, so it's plants. Step back in time yeah, yeah, there, yeah. 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 And you can tell. I mean, I can look at a picture and say, oh, that's an old one. Yeah. We haven't been there for a while. Yeah. And when, we, um, when people complain, it's usually because we haven't been there for a while. Got it. Yeah, so lot, can, it. lot can change in 10 years. Yeah. 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 So how does commercial versus residential come into play? And the, I'm assuming that the 29,000 parcels includes commercial? It does, yeah. Um, the commercial is much less. We only have roughly, well, just under 4,000 parcels that are commercial and personal property. That's the two kind of get um, put together. And um, yeah, mostly, I would say mostly in Hyannis, but every little town center has, you know, a few stores, a few commercial properties, maybe some office buildings. And um, it's done virtually the same way, a little more specific, but not much. We break it down a little tighter, um, but we, we do value it the same way. Everything's, uh, we use the same methodology, everything else. 
and we do the commercial properties. So, so. that system, though, that does the valuations for you, you, you were talking about that earlier, and that Barnstable uses, does every community use that? Is So every yeah, community every, in the Commonwealth uses that? I'd say country. In the country? Yeah, every every jurisdiction in the country uses some sort of a gamma program. Okay. Uh, may not be the same one we use. We right. use a company called um, Vision Government Solutions. Um, but there's there's several others that are fairly uh, um, regularly used in Massachusetts. Um, Vision's probably one of the, the bigger ones. and um, But everybody uses it. They have to. So what's the benefit? Or why, though? Why do they have to use it? Um, just lack of money, lack of budgeting. You have to have some sort of a system to be able to do the valuation because you can't send individual appraisers out to value every single house. So it assists the the employees, the staff, actually, right. in being more effective in getting uh, more accurate information and um, get, getting values that they they couldn't change them as fast. So what, right. um, state law is that we have to change the values every single year. So we have to calibrate that model every single year. Yeah. So to have a you know a staff that could go out and do an appraisal on every single property every single year would be impossible. Clearly, yeah. And we're actually a very small jurisdiction, um, twenty nine thousand roughly properties. You go elsewhere in the country where jurisdictions are by county. Oh. They're huge. So uh, I'll give you the, the one I, I'm friends with. The assessor there is out in Arizona, Maripo, Maricopa County, 1.5 million parcels. <laughs> so how do you get a staff yeah. to go out yeah. and appraise those, right? So, right? so there has to be some sort of a computer uh, assistance to all of this uh, to do this mass appraisal. So everybody has it. They have to. That's actually a benefit, I think. Yeah. 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 So, um, but... So what happens with people who might have, um, you know, every property is not is not the same. There Correct. is no cookie cutter style because depending on the person's investments in the property, everything comes into play. So how do you determine or acknowledge those differences? Is it an exemption or is everybody like across the board? Can you talk about what like... I've seen sure. it, I've seen, and I've heard residential exemptions. So what does that oh, mean? Oh, residential like? exemptions. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's talk about Let, that. Okay, so um, <laughs> the council, um, I think about 15 years ago now, voted to do the residential exemption. Okay. And it is a section of mass general law that allows them to give a discount in the value for every uh, owner-occupant in town. And the owner-occupant is the key part. You have to own your house, and you have to occupy your house. Okay. Not as your second home, but as your primary residence. Got it. So anybody who, and we have roughly uh, 13,000 people that get the exemption. Okay. Um, Lynn, yeah, you're go. one. Lynn, you're All one. right, nice. So um, <laughs> what it does is it takes basically uh, 119 this year, Hundred nineteen thousand one hundred nine, I think it was, um, dollars off of the value of your house, which equated to about a thousand twenty nine dollars. Oh my God! I can tell you're a math person. So, so which <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad thing. No, yeah. 
$8.64 rate, yeah, I can kind of do it. So, um, um, But you have to qualify. So whenever you, whenever a house changes yeah. hands in, in Barnstable, we have to find out, okay, are you going to use it as a second home or is this your primary residence? So mm. anytime a, a property sells, we send out a mailer to ask them, explaining what's going on, tell us about the sale of your property, you know, how'd you buy it, what's going on, how many bedrooms does it have, all that sort of stuff. Um, and that helps us keep the record straight in our database because we have a record of everybody's house. And um, like remember what I said earlier that um, sometimes the condition goes from good to average? Yeah. Okay, well, we have number of bathrooms, number of bedrooms, size of the house, porches, garages, um, quality of construction, condition of the house, all those are part of our data that help. In, and if that data is not correct, then the model doesn't work right. Right. Because if I'm saying it's a good house and it's an average house, I'm going to get too high a number. So we look at all of that stuff. And part of that is um, sales questionnaires. So those go out whenever you, you buy a house. Okay. We send you out a questionnaire. And we also send you a letter saying, um, are you, you know, here we have residential exemption in Barnstable. Here's what you need to qualify. Will you qualify? Please uh, fill out an application. It's on our website and send it in to us. So it's a very complicated law, too. Yeah. So whoever lives there on January 1st is who gets the exemption. Oh. So if you sell your house on January 2nd, you get the exemption. The new people don't. Ooh. But, yeah. But the following year they can following year they can apply and you better make sure you apply on your new house in Barnstable so you get it there doesn't automatically switch over oh it doesn't because okay. we don't know so right. so did you sell the house and go to Florida and buy a smaller house so you can come up for the summer we don't know okay there's no way for us to know so all we will do is send out the letter the questionnaire and a letter saying you may qualify for the residential exemption if you think you do Fill out an application and send it in to us. Nice. So it's it's a huge part of what my office does is just track that. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just because everything that happens, we got to know what you did with the residential exemption. Did you move within town? Did you move to Florida? Did you move out of state? What, what's going on? Did you put the property in a trust? Could change it. Because if you put it in a trust and you're not the... Um, trustee and a beneficiary, mm -hmm. you can't get the residential exemption because you're not considered the owner. And that all then, that all then establishes what the tax bill is going to be, correct? Yes, um, there is a change. So when we figure out who's going to get the residential exemption, yeah. and we have to estimate this a little bit because it does change slightly um, year to year, but we roughly know where it is. And we change the tax rate, correct, to, to account for it. So yeah. the reduction of $119,000 off of all the people that get it, well, where does that come from? Right. It comes from everybody else. Got so it. the tax rate goes up just a little bit. Or goes to, yeah. No, it just it goes up a little bit for everybody. And that way, uh, the additional money we're getting from everybody pays for the reduction in the 13000 roughly that get it. Got it. Okay. So not all properties um, are eligible for the residential Correct. exemption. There's a certain limit, uh, a value of a house that um, if it goes above, what is it, $600,000? Yeah, there's a break-even point, but everybody still gets it. 
Okay. So um, that's a little tricky. So if you um, if you are uh, own your house and this is your primary residence, and you can prove that to us. Primary documentation, by the way, is the front page of your federal tax return. Oh. Okay. Um, and you can white out all the money. I don't care about that. I just want to see that your mailing address is where you're at. Um, so uh, everybody can get it. You Everybody gets it. But the break-even point is where the increase in the tax rate and the reduction of the $119,000 cross. And that's the break-even point. Hmm. So anybody above that number still gets the exemption and still gets uh, $1,029 off of their tax bill. Um, but they are, because of the residential exemption, their tax bill is higher than it would be if we didn't have it. Hmm. But if they don't apply for it, it's $1,029 higher than that. Okay. So it's even the um, more expensive houses that can qualify should should apply. Got it. So what happens though when somebody when somebody does not agree with you that about evaluation? Does that ever mm. happen? No, never. We're perfect. <laughs> Come on. All the time. All I the time. sense a little bit of sarcasm. A little bit of sarcasm. Your okay. Actually, we're not bad though. So okay. we had. Um, so when you disagree with our assessment, you can file an abatement application. Um, and contest your value. You can only do that the month of January. Oh, okay. And you're going to say, you're mean. Why only one month? Not me. That's state law. Oh. No choice. I don't have any way to extend it. I can't make it shorter. I can't make it longer. I, it's set in law. So um, it's basically the month of January. Uh, we can accept applications up to February 1st. And then that's it. 4.30 February 1st. Doors closed. Sorry. Can't do it. Got it. Um, there's a couple little caveats to that, but that's pretty minor. We don't need to get into those now. Um, so you, you get an application. We review the application. Okay. Um, my staff is reviewing them all right now. Um, if there's a question on a house, um, you know, number of bedrooms, number of baths, condition, whatever, sometimes uh, if we haven't been there for a while, like let's say it's at the end of the 10 years, we make an appointment to go out and look at them. So we're in the process of that right now. So you may see my staff out visiting you at some point. Um, and then we decide whether your value is right, wrong, where, what it should be. And if, we're, if the model is right, then you get denied. Um, if, it's, if you're too high, um, we'll give you an abatement. Uh, if you're too low, we make note of it. And we don't change it this year, but we're going to look at it next oh. year. So there's something going on there. Um, and then it goes to the Board of Assessors. We have a three-member Board of Assessors that review it um, once we, we make a recommendation to them. And they vote on it. If you're denied, we have to send you notification within 10 days. Yep. And then um, you can, if you are denied, uh, or even if you're granted an abatement, you don't think it's enough. You can appeal our decision to the state, and it's a group called the Appellate Tax Board, and you can then, you have three months from our denial date to file with them, and then we go in and we present our case, you present your case, and then the, the board decides. It's kind of like small claims court. Interesting. Yeah. So the Board of Assessors, though, they're residents of Barnstable, and they are. are they... 
actually appointed or elected? They are appointed, yep. Okay. And they're all, all members, they, they live in Barnstable, yep. Okay, but they're not town employees. They are re- they're no. separate from yep. the actual town employees doing the work, so there is no conflict of interest. It's, it's, Correct. They're yeah. separate. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a tough job because they have to, they are actually the ones that finally decide you know, against some of their neighbors and friends in town and yeah. stuff can be. So yeah. it's it's a tough job. But um, we have a good board. We have um, very um, skilled board members. Mm. Um, their their pedigrees are just as good as mine. They're very good. They're very smart. They know what they're doing. So um, if I miss something, they'll catch it, you know. So it's it's a good group. That's so, wonderful. Yeah, you can feel confident that, that you know, we're – we're doing as best we can. And to give you an example, out of those 29-some-odd thousand parcels, we only had 179 people file an abatement this year. Wow. So That's much lower than I thought it would have yeah. been. Yeah, me too. Less than a half a percent. You know, yeah. So that's pretty good. That means that most of the people in town um, are comfortable with our assessments, that we're, we're fair. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's encouraging. Still a lot of work for us to go through 179, though, because we we almost do your independent appraisal when it gets to that point, because we now drill in on those specific houses and look and pull comps and kind of go a little deeper than we normally do Hmm. to make sure that the model did it right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, a lot of work. A lot of work. And a lot of future topics for us to bring oh, you back. <laughs> we, could, we could do a whole session on motor vehicle excise. Well, we probably will. Yes, we probably yeah. will because I know a lot of people have questions on that or sure. want to learn more about it. So, I certainly like hearing that. Yeah, so. no, we can. So. I mean, like I said, I, we talked earlier, there's, uh, you know, just a whole class on this that the Assessors Association gives. And it's just an overview. And it takes a whole week. Yeah. So, so speaking know. of which, how do people find out more information about assessing and the forms that we've already discussed? And, you know, so yeah. is there information? It's all on our website. Great. So, yep, they can they can go on our website or call our office. We'll be glad to, you know, to explain anything to them, residential exemption, whatever. Um, some people have post office boxes. So their tax returns don't say Barnstable. They give a post office box. Yeah. Especially um, up in the corner of town uh, next to... Um, Comiquid area. Comiquid with yeah. Yarmouth. They all have yeah. P.O. boxes in Yarmouth, yeah. basically. So um, so we can <laughs> go a little deeper into the dig to make sure you're um, a resident. So, mm. you know, that questions like that might come up. Just feel free to call my office. I get a good staff. They'll be glad to talk to you. I have to say that one of the most popular features on the town of Barnesville's website is the property lookup feature. <laughs> um, every every time we were getting, you know, numbers as far as what was um, trending, it, property lookup was always there. And uh, one of the things that was added last year was um, the CWMP for the Comprehensive Wastewater Management Plan. Uh, it yeah. now includes what phase you could possibly be in. Oh, when you're going to get hit with it. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's something that people have been looking for. Um, yeah. But it is one of the most popular features. on, And, and it's great because you can search it by a parcel, you can search it by a last name, or you can search it by a street, a street address. address. Yeah. Yep. And an added feature this year that we added to it, you can um, print out your property record card which is a very detailed listing of what we, how we came up with the value, what we think your house is, picture your house, sketch your house, everything. And, and each, um, when you do that lookup, there's an option to hit a property record card and you can print it out. 
Yeah, and that's really actually very valuable. Not just, well, I know a lot of realtors that use that, mm. but for personal use, you do want to have that information handy at times. And so that's really important to make that available to anyone online, which, you know, we're very fortunate to have those resources available. Yeah, I think it's really good. I think a lot of people will go there and look before they file an abatement. Yeah. And then they go, oh, well, I'm right in line with all my neighbors that, you know, okay, so they're not doing something crazy here. It looks, yeah. looks yeah. unified, which is one thing we try to do. Mm. So it helps us because it, um, I think people who take advantage of that realize that we're not so bad. <laughs> no, Barnstable is really wonderful and we are really thorough. And, and again, Lane, thank you for joining us. We have a rapid fire question that Uh-oh. was very secret. Um, Ooh, you mean it wasn't on my notes? No, not at all. No. And it's Uh-oh. my turn to ask the question. Okay. Um, so you've been off Cape. So this is your first like official summer on the Cape. Is that right? Oh, no. no okay. I, so I, tell I, me. So... Uh, grandparents, aunts and uncles, everybody have been coming to the Cape for years. So my grandparents, maternal grandparents lived in Chatham for I don't know how long, for as long as I can remember. Um, and then my wife's um, grandmother lived in Marson Mills okay. on Baxter Neck Road. So we, when I got married 30 years ago, we've been going to Baxter Neck forever. And then, and she had an aunt that lived in uh, Centerville. So we've been coming down to visit her. So we're, uh, you know, this is not all new to me. I know where I'm going around here. <laughs> That's good because, yeah, it's, your heart has been in Barnstable for a oh, while sure. before becoming, you know, one of the team. So yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, and thank you again for coming. Thank you, Lynn, and thank you, listeners. Join us next week when we invite MEA shellfish biologist Liz Lewis and senior natural resource officer Amy Croto to come talk to us about the topic of Barnstable is known globally for shellfishing. Hmm. What types of shellfish are in our estuaries? Where are those estuaries? The difference between uh, residential and commercial shellfishing and how this program provides much more than what we see on the half shell. Thank you again, Lane, for joining us. And thanks, listeners, for spending time with us and listening to Discover Barnstable, the official podcast of the town of Barnstable. We hope you found a new understanding of how your municipal government works to protect, engage, and enact for you and our community. Be sure to drop us a line at podcast at town.barnstable.ma.us and let us know what it is that you would like to learn next. Till next time. Go discover Barnstable.